serendipitous sit-downs podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Sam Soto. Welcome to Pink Flamingo Socks today. Um, and my guest today is one of my favorite humans on the planet, um, my little cousin, Rachel. But before we dive in, as always, this is your trigger warning. Um, our stories today are going to very much be diving into grief of all kinds. Um, so therefore we're going to be talking about death, depression, and so many other things. So if you are triggered by any of these things, I think that right now is probably the best time for you to switch to another show. But thank you for trying. Anyhow, um, I have a bio here for my little cousin. Okay. Rachel is a neurodivergent recovering, recovering, recovering people pleaser, certified occupational therapy assistant working with children. Rachel was introduced to death at a young age where she learned that grief is not a linear process. She is learning that even today what grief is and how it comes out in her daily life while shaping her into the person she is today. She grieves not only the departed, but also who are living among us. I love that. that was really um, I love it because, well, okay. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. So yeah, hi. Hi. Um, So I have lots of questions along the way, but um, I think that the best place to start is where did your your journey with grief begin, Um, or when did I guess I guess what was the first major loss that you remember? And um, my first major loss was your mom. Okay. Who is my godmother? Uh, Aunt Nancy, she died when I was four, 14? Yeah, I think you were 14. 14. And that just completely um, rattled my whole world and like a point in my life where my body's changing, my mentality's changing, and just threw me through a loop and I think really just shut down my entire life after that. Just yeah. Just completely blocked out everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it also caused so many like ripple effects in so like in everything. Oh, every every aspect of my life it caused a ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. What um hmm. what before before her passing, um, what do you think was the hardest part at that age? of like accepting what was happening. Were you able to? This is something I've never asked you actually. Accepting that she died. Yeah. Or accepting that she was going to die. Or did you not really know? I because I don't remember what how much you guys knew. I knew like I remember when she got first diagnosed with the cancer. I think mm-hmm. I was in fifth grade. I remember that. And then when it came back and like my both my parents sat me down was like, okay, this is what's happened to Annie yeah. It's back. And she's like not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first instinct was, I want to see her. Yeah. And my parents didn't want me to. No really? one wanted me to. Yeah. Cause they, cause I've never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. And I think they were just scared of what it would do to me. Yeah. Like, see, yeah. But that was my first like, I want to say goodbye. 
I need to go see her. Yeah. And I was there. I do remember everybody being very scared. Yeah. And um, I definitely... But even at that point in my life, I was very mature for my age. You always were. Yeah. And very much so. I was just like, nope, this is what I need to do. I need to go say goodbye. I need to go see my godmother. Yeah. And I need to let her know that I love her. Yeah. And I think after that, I just kind of blocked everything out. Yeah. I think that's when, like, my anxiety and depression, like, really started after she died. I didn't really realize that that was the first major loss. I don't know why I didn't process that. Because, like, I know how much you've been through since then, so. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess I didn't process that that was, like, your first real experience with death. My, I mean, I was, like, I knew of death. Of course, yeah. Noelle, knowing, like, the story behind my middle name. Yeah. And then also my dad's sister, Aunt D. Yeah. Dying yeah. and being like, oh, well, dad had a sister and this is what happened. So, yeah. like, I always knew of, like, heaven and, like, heaven's where you go after, like, you're sick. And that's, like, what my parents told me. And I was always just kind of like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. death was never really, like, a new, like, Yeah, I don't remember. It's funny because people have asked me, like, when do I remember being told about Noelle? Yeah. And I don't actually ever remember being told. It was something that I kind of just always knew. Like, I had a sister and she just wasn't here. Yeah. Like, and that was just, I don't, it was never, like, a big thing. Yeah. It was just kind of like, death is part of life, and, like, I don't know. Yeah. That's how it was for me, because, like, with, like, Noelle, like, why my middle name is what it is. Yeah. Um, that, you know, she had an accident and died at a young age, and that's why yeah. her middle name is Noelle. Yeah. And then the same thing with my dad's sister is that, yeah. oh, she held you when you were a baby, but she's she's in heaven now. Yeah. So, my hands in my hand, like, holding, <laughs> oh, Finding my. random objects. Yeah. <laughs> on, uh, yeah. Um, but when Andy died, mm-hmm. was dying, I, th- I, was, I was always accepting to death because I like grew up like being like this is what happens yeah this happens we know that this happens yeah and that's why I was like okay I need to go see her yeah oh we definitely have a house full of dogs right now (laughs) so uh there's gonna be some barking and things and we apologize (laughs) (laughs) and then after her death I just was more capable of like shutting down to people yeah because I just didn't know what to do anymore. I'm like, I just don't, don't have a godmother. I don't have. Yeah, you guys were very close. Very close. She would walk into my house and she's, you know, with her big bag, her <laughs> giant purse, her bag of tricks. Yeah. I'm having tea with my mom and she just said, I have something for you. It was like and, my mom, bag and then my like mom is being like, niece, really? Like, she has stuff <laughs> from you. And she's like, no, I have a little something. <laughs> And then she just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Do you remember being in the hospital with us? Yeah. Do you remember it clearly, or do you remember it like? I do remember it clearly. Yeah, I, I, I remember, remember I that wearing. shockingly clearly, which is funny because a lot of you were in green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually. You were yeah. wearing green. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was wearing like a green thermal long sleeve. Yeah. Yep. I was wearing like. A- Never wore it again. <laughs> <laughs> Never wore it again. <laughs> Yeah. I was wearing a black hip-hop hoodie. Yeah. My hair was in ponytail jeans and my bonders. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking into the room, and I remember her with... Yeah. My mom, like, 
you know, warning me, like, what I'm about to see, and mm-hmm. I'm not going to see it. Like, my mom did a very good job of, like, walking me through like, yeah. what was going to happen. Good job, dude. As she was, <laughs> like, oh, my God, my best friend. Yeah, because years. also, so for perspective, um, our moms are not sisters or whatever, but they were best friends since middle school. And then my mom married one of Judy's cousins. So they became family, uh, but they were not family, and and they were best friends always. Yeah. And when you were a baby, we watched you, and that was trippy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just lit my first fire in the house when you were there. You were. I was trying to make pancakes. <laughs> I don't know. I did. I'm like, well, I did that poorly. Um. Okay. Sorry. ADD. Um. um Oh, yeah, so she did a very good job, like, preparing you, yeah, yeah, preparing me, like, what I'm about to see, and, like, she's not going to be able to talk, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, okay, and I remember I held it together in the hospital room. Yeah, you were fine, I, I think remember. once I left the hospital room, I lost it. Yeah, we got you out of there pretty quickly, too. You were in there for a few minutes with us, and yeah. I remember, I don't remember what exactly happened. I think she, like, coughed or she something. She started, like, convulsing. Yeah, it was, us. yeah. And I remember being like, get her out now. Get yeah. her out now. Get yeah. her out now. She does not need to see this. Yeah. Get her out. Like, I went down, I went down to when St. Barnabas had McDonald's in it. Yeah, the irony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> having a McDonald's yeah, in it. Yeah. Uh, and I remember sitting in there. Yeah. And I remember my mom came down. I forgot who was with me. I think it was Michelle. Okay. Michelle was down there with me and saying that she died. Yeah. Don't remember anything after that. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> the services or anything? Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember. I remember bits and pieces. I don't really remember much. I know I was sober, which was wild because I was fucked up already I by didn't then. I did cry at the services, I don't think. I think so I know. didn't cry until the services because yeah. for me, like, I was also a stage manager at the time. So I was like, we got a show to put on, folks. <laughs> like, we got shit to do. Like, yeah, I got poster boards to make with pictures. Yeah. Like, we got people to call. Like, we have, we have shit to do. And then your mom actually asked me to be... You're like stand-in godmother, yeah. and that fucking broke me. Yeah. I was not okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I popped in the middle of the funeral. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't remember crying much. Do you remember the the uh, the minister or the priest or whatever? No, I don't. You don't remember? remember? No. Oh my god. I don't remember. He made us do ten Hail Marys and like the rosary and like. Things I've never done at a Catholic funeral ever in my life. I don't remember any of that. I just remember standing in front of her casket and like wanting her to like take a breath. Yeah, like could you just sit up? Yeah, (laughs) that was my first funeral. That was my first. Wow. Yeah, my first wake. Oh shit. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. Thanks, Annie. <laughs> thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for that. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. That's funny because I don't really remember. I remember bits and pieces of yeah. of the services and stuff, but I don't really clearly remember. Oof. Yeah. So um. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think where to go from there. Um, do you want to talk about the familial effects of of that loss, or would you rather 
go into the next uh, next experience with grief? Uh, we, yeah, let's get into it. There, go let's for it. it. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you can just tell the story if you want. Um, <laughs> Should I talk about who I lost after that? How close it was together? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So after Aunt Macy's, yeah, I think the next big death was who died after that. <laughs> I gotta go through the list. Oh yeah. Oh, my grandfather, Poppy. Okay. Literally, I think. Like yeah, it was not two that years. Yeah. It was like right after my sweet sixteen. Mm-hmm. He died. Um, that one I was definitely. I mean, I knew all of my grandparents. I was devastated. Yeah. But I felt a different grief with each one. Yeah, I can definitely identify with that. Yeah. Like with mm-hmm. him, like we were like. First off, I feel like when it's like, oh, like, you need to prepare yourselves for whatever, you're never really prepared. No, yeah. You're like, you know. I always, I, yeah, I, you're I should, never prepared. No, yeah, <laughs> and I just had this conversation the other day because um, one of my best friends, her mom is not great, and yeah. uh, she was like, how did you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I, I, you can't do what I did because I became a, a drug addict. You yeah. Can't, you can't do that. That's not an option. Um, you need to just attempt to grasp what's happening but you're never gonna be truly never never there's no way and it's also like well what's harder uh being blindsided or preparing 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 because no matter what again you'll never be prepared never yeah so so like with at least like three out of my four grandparents i was prepared because they were sick they're in the hospital they were whatever i think when my other grandfather died. Yeah, that was wild. Falling down the stairs, hanging in the back of his head. And that, he was the one, of course, I was, like, the closest to. Yeah. I had, like, such a bond with. Yeah. And him just, like, blindsided dying. That grief was a lot different. Of It was more, I was less accepting of it. Yeah. So I was like, you were supposed to be in bed. What, yeah. what were you doing out there? Yeah. When you had everything you had. And I was I think it was more a lot more angrier, less accepting of it. Oh yeah, you were definitely very angry after. I, I was remember. so angry. Yeah. And it was like my last semester at school. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Like none of it. And even still with his death, it's it's the same thing. Like, I'm not at that accepting part yet. Yeah. So, place of, like, you're probably still supposed to be here. Like, yeah. he was in great health. He was, yeah, he was fine. He was chilling. Yeah. And fell, what, five flights of stairs. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was definitely a lot... I'm just checking. Okay. A lot angrier with his, and that's probably the hardest one to get through. But with, no matter, like, how much time has passed with each one, there's, like, waves when I'm, like, I, I'm, like, oh, I really miss this one today. Like, yes, I say that a lot, is that, like, the waves get further apart and don't crash quite as often. But yeah. No matter how long. Like, my mom's been gone for almost 14 years, and it's, like, Oh, oh. There, I know. 
Oh. I know. Yeah. That's how old um, I was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. You've had as much time with her as you have with yeah. her. Oh. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Um, that just made me have feelings. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> mm, I've yet to cry on the show. So I think how this episode goes. So uh, we'll see. Um, oh, I just smacked me right in the face. Yeah. But yeah, the waves are something else because there's like days where it's perfectly fine and you can like talk about them and remember yeah. them and like whatever. And then there's days where it's like, oh my God, I just wish they were here. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I had that moment recently with like everyone that has passed in my life that I think, I mean, I threw myself into school after yeah. like a few like of who I love to like have died and like I threw myself in school to like basically like numb myself. Yeah, and that actually actually was quite constructive for you. Yeah, really. thank God. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, because well, because also like your your parents got divorced in the midst of all of these things that you were going through, and that was messy as hell. And it was like there were so many other options for you to throw yourself into things that could have been yeah. very destructive, especially yeah. because you had me and fucking yeah. Erica. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but like the two of us were not good. Yeah. And we were not, we were both not okay. And well, then you had you who was like, I'm going to be great at school. Yeah. And I was like, good for you, yeah. bitch. Well, <laughs> had you two, yeah. but also yeah oh, yeah absolutely oh my after. god yeah completely destructing and i'm like i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna do what any of you crazy people <laughs> yeah. are doing i'm gonna go to school and i'm gonna <laughs> just completely burn myself out yeah. and have the most physically demanding major yeah and just completely tear up my body and yeah. it's gonna be great and we'll just numb ourselves and just Compartmentalize. Yeah, compartmentalize the hell out of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hmm. But I often uh, think about like all these like milestones that have happened in my life, where I'm like, I wish they could see me. Oh, the bittersweet moments. Yeah. Yeah. See how like how well I'm doing now. Absolutely. Like the part of any part of my life where they were dying that I was at, like, I wish they didn't leave on that note. Yeah. Like, I wish that they saw me now and be, like, I feel like that's also what pushed me to get, like, so much better and, like, to do the things that I'm doing now. That's really... To, like, make them, like, proud of me almost. Yeah, I get that. Needing that, I I guess, validation from them. Yeah. Like, to be like, oh, look, see me now. Like, yeah. I remember when my Nana uh, was dying, and I had just graduated mm-hmm. from Eastwick, from the OTA program, and it was, like, right before she like, couldn't really talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I showed her the picture of, like, my graduation. I'm like, look, no, like, I did, I graduated. Yeah. And 
like basically the last thing she said to me, she was just like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. That's so huge. Yeah. It's so, so, huge. so monumental. Mm -hmm. It really is. Yeah, man. Yeah. You were always such a little star to them, too. I know. You were. <laughs> mm hmm. 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 Anything I did. For real, though. So, okay. Uh, so, how do you think... <laughs> I know the answer to this question. Um, how do you think dealing with so much uh, loss and whatnot affected your coping mechanisms as we started to talk about the school thing, but also otherwise, and uh, also your sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. funny advice. I've gotten really funny. Um, yeah. You know, my you friend, speak sarcasm fluently. Fluently. <laughs> Dark humor is my second language. Mm. Um, <laughs> Like, my one friend said to me, like, I forgot how dark you can get. <laughs> <laughs> it scares people around me. And I'm just like, it's just skill. It's funny. We can laugh. I'm laughing. So we can all laugh yeah. at my expense. Um, but my coping mechanisms was, I think, was burning out. Yeah. And I actually came to this realization the other day. Um, I abused the crap out of weed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, I think between, like, my grandmother dying and then my grandfather dying. Like, during that time frame. I mean, I was also in a really shitty relationship, I think. You'll also, get there. Yeah, we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> Not myself into that, but also, like, just smoking so much during the day just to, like, completely numb myself from feeling anything. Yeah. Which is just, like, what I felt like I needed to do while also burning myself out, like, putting stress on myself. Like, I was, like, addicted to stress. I could definitely see that. And I think I read something, I, I, I may have told you this, where it's, like, we actually can become addicted to cortisol. Yeah. And, like, it, I totally am. I absolutely believe that I am. I absolutely believe that I am. And I think it's from being in survival mode for so long. And also, you were, like, granted, I was young at 23, like, mm -hmm. being so, I mean, that wasn't my first experience with death, but yeah. it was, it wasn't my first loss, but it was my first major loss. Yeah. And um, I think that it's sculpting our personalities, especially you being so young, and just, I don't know, just processing all of it and working through all of it, and I honestly don't know how I did and like didn't do anything else during that. Time. I don't. I. I mean, I say this as a joke a lot of the time, and um, and also I'm going to preface this with that you know this. I love the shit out of your mom. Yeah. But she was a bit of a train wreck. Yeah. And granted, her best friend since she was 13 years old had died, and also other things in her life were happening, so there was no blame there. But for you to come out as strong and as clear and as focused as you have has been a really incredible thing to watch because at every turn there was the possibility of you you could have made any choice at any time to have things not go to where you are now yeah and you didn't you didn't you didn't let any of it break you no. which is amazing and also, like, 
it broke me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I broke. I yeah. broke big time. Like, and that's okay. Yeah. And I don't, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, just to watch you in comparison to the rest of us, how you handled it has been absolutely, like, huzzah. Congratulations. <laughs> because, I mean, I also, like, I love the sarcasm and I love the darkness yeah. that you have, but I also understand it. Yeah. And it's just been... Was it scary for you, like seeing all of us fall apart? Around oh you? yeah, I'm sure. It was. Oh yeah, I never asked you. That. And I, it was almost like, well, someone needs to keep it together. Yeah, I'm sure. Someone needs to keep it together, and I don't know if that was a Capricorn rising in me, or if that was, <laughs> you know, like oh. so, like someone needs to keep it together. Yeah. Like so. You did a good job, Jen. Um, so crazy. Oh my god. Here again. As per usual. Okay. And I keep like moving myself. Yeah. Okay. We're fidgety. We're spicy. We we move a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the things in the beginning we said that we wanted to talk about was not just grieving the dead, but also grieving the living. Which is a is like kind of a dicey conversation because I feel like a lot of people who have been through like loss and have lost lost people um, mm-hmm. are like you you're not grieving it's not grieving if they're alive but it is it totally chemically is. speaking our brains process it the same way yeah um, my hair has not been doing anything I want it to do today <laughs> so sorry I'm just fidgeting um, so. So, <laughs> uh, everybody loses relationships in our lives. It's part of life and part of the experience. And um, some people could debate that grieving the living can be even harder than sometimes grieving the dead uh, because, you know, you think you need closure and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I'd like you to tell us your story about closure and, uh, and, and, uh, grieving the living, if you don't mind. Um, and we can, I would not use a name. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, um, I would not use a name, uh, but, uh, there's two relationships that I actually I'm I'm curious about how have affected you and that is one with your ex uh-huh. your very significant relationship that you went through and then also with your former best friend um, because I know that that was a big yeah a big thing too for you yeah so uh, yeah tell the story that made you go a little bit TikTok viral uh-huh. <laughs> let's see uh, so seven-year relationship mm-hmm. um, that probably should have ended when we were 21 years old, but same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, How old were you guys when you started dating? 17, 17 18 years old, senior year of high school, mm-hmm. and then ended about, actually about, like, re- realistically ended three years ago. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then really came to an end about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, Probably should have ended uh, when we were 21. Um, without getting into too much detail, so like we broke up three years ago, but like weren't actually. 
Yeah, yeah that because, because like taking some space, yeah. also COVID. Yeah, and, yeah. But also he wasn't man enough to be like, oh yeah, we're done. He just was like, here's the carrot. Yeah, yeah, you know? you're right. Yeah, and me, you know, seven years of history is just like, oh yes, okay, saw it now. Like I'm here for you. Yeah. yeah, comfort. I think was just a main thing. It was just comfort. I don't think it was out of love at that point. Yeah. Um, because I think I've fallen out of it mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably like 2019. I was like, I think I was like checked out of it, and it was just solely for comfort. Yeah. Um. So, during that time, I mean, I think the first week of that, I wasn't eating. I just wanted to sleep. I just didn't want anything to do with life. Not where it was, like, suicidal ideation. It was more of just, like, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> why? No, just, it's like, you know, and it's, like, it might sound, like, dramatic to some, but it's, like, it's literally all I knew. My whole personality was shaped around this person. Yeah. Because of being so young and then like, you know, putting it into perspective, it's like my frontal lobe wasn't even like four. Yeah. 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 So those are like really (laughs) those years where it's like probably had no business being in a relationship that serious. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um but uh so after that week of like not wanting to do with anything, not eating, not whatever something just like switched where I was like well I'm gonna take this time and basically transform myself yeah and I got that was when I really got in touch with my spirituality yeah because I mean I've always had like a strong intuition Mm -hmm. but never really tapped into it Mm -hmm. so I started meditating I started working out I started just like kind of seeing life through a different lens where I'm like nothing's really like personal like I went through that's huge ego death Mm -hmm. like true like ego death and I forget who wrote the book the power of now I read that book too oh Eckhart yes yes yeah that book really helped me go through like the ego death and nothing's personal and I really, like, put, like, my faith in, like, the universe mm-hmm. rather than I was so used to, like, growing up Christian. I was um, going to ask you this, yeah. actually. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was more, like, putting my faith in the universe to be, like, everything happens for a reason. There's something to be learned here. I'm going to trust that. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going to do me. And that process was probably the most beautiful evolution of myself because I mm-hmm. completely transformed yeah you really did you really evolved for sure I wanted the, the specifically what I was going to ask you was um do you still hold on to like any religious aspects of like what you grew up with or do you consider yourself just like universal spiritual energetic like what is it I feel like it's like hard to put a label on for me it's so hard to put a label on it because i still like kind of have not even like the christian values but Mm -hmm. like more of like the i don't necessarily put all my faith into a god or Mm -hmm. into jesus Mm -hmm. it's more of like there's something higher that i believe in and i put my faith into that and i kind of go off of that 
but I don't mm-hmm. where I don't necessarily like completely shame like no yeah like, no because that's still like a part of me almost but I yeah. don't like the the practice of it yeah yeah my thing was always um, religion is too strict for me yeah. Uh, like one follow of religion is too strict for me. Yeah. And um, I didn't like the shame in Christianity. Yeah. I find it to be, I don't know, I guess especially like I grew up Catholic. So, yeah. Or I wasn't like Catholic, Catholic, but that was the most influential and my mom was Catholic, like yeah. whatever. But um, I didn't, I didn't vibe with that. And then also the whole infallible God thing. Yes. That really fucked with me. It's yeah. like, but, um. I think that's what got me too, because I'm like, all this, like, stuff that happened, like, I mean, before, like, death and, like, after, like, you know, like, my parents' divorce and, like, what my dad did before that. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what God? Yeah. Like, no. Like, what? Like, this didn't sit right with me after that. Excuse me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I put, it was just more like putting my faith in the universe and mm-hmm. trusting everything that I'm doing now is going to help me in the long run. Well, like, yeah, because for it. you're building a foundation now. Yeah. So, yeah, what you do, and I think that's, it's very, my nose is so itchy right now, oh my god. Um, I think that that's something that when you go through a lot of shit, that at times is really hard to remember. It's yeah. like, this isn't getting any better. This is terrible. This is whatever. And then it's like, well, right now, what you are doing is sculpting what the future's going to look like. Yeah, exactly. Because it's your building blocks. Yeah. And I think I forgot that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, sorry. Spiritual so, journey. Yeah, so I went on my spiritual journey, mm-hmm. and I just... I noticed the change in myself and mm-hmm. not only because like people around me were telling me of mm-hmm. like how much I've grown and how much I became a lot more confident. I became, my confidence was shit before mm-hmm. that. Like I did not have any. It was it was taken from me, my confidence, because of the person I was with. Yeah. Just slowly stripped it away till really I didn't notice. How much. so, if you don't mind delving a little. Of like you don't have to delve too deep, but like, it would start with like not wanting me to go out, mm-hmm. and then it turned into there was shame. actually a, yeah shaming me into going out but why going out mm-hmm. because you, you want to cheat on me and you want it it's like no I just want to drink and go woo you know that's yeah you know, I, I am have fun, guys. I just want to go yeah. have fun let's relax yeah. um and there was also a situation where it was stripped. I was at a frat party at his age down at school and it was really hot and I was wearing, you know, not that it matters what I was wearing. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, like during that time, like 2017, like those like design shorts that are like loose. And, like, yeah. Color, um, this frat bro decided to like reach into my hand I remember and grab my ass. Yeah. And I just was so like mid- middle of the day with people around. Yeah. And I was just, like, so, like, frozen and then cried after and I was angry and I didn't even see his face. I don't know who the fuck it was. Yeah. And I went over to his house and, like, I cried and I was, like, telling him what happened. And he was like, well, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been wearing what you were wearing. 
or else that wouldn't have happened. Mm. And I remember being like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, go fuck yourself. It does not matter that I was there. Yeah, nobody should be touching yeah. you in any capacity. Yeah. So it was, so that also stripped it away. And just like, it wasn't even, not even because like he like never like complimented me. It was never because of that. It was just like, just his, his actions and like attitude towards things and attitude towards me. Like, why are yeah. you doing this? Why are you doing that? Mm hmm. And just the constant, like, oh, you're cheating on me. You're cheating on me. And it's like, well, you ended up cheating on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're projecting, sir. A lot. I think you may yeah. be projecting. A lot. Yeah. And, of course, him cheating in the middle of our relationship, of course, stripped away my confidence. Yes. And that wasn't a physical thing. Um. Yeah. He just, it was very slowly he took like parts of my confidence to where it was like just completely gone yeah so during my spiritual journey i really like got my confidence um not even i got my confidence back i think it the dog yeah (laughs) i just you're like stampeding um i think i like really was like okay i'm no longer a girl i'm a woman and like I truly like got my confidence. I think I'm probably the most com- confident I've ever been. I definitely agree with that. And like it's like like I know who I am now and mm-hmm. if someone tries to tell me different, I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice yeah. try, but no. Yeah. So grieving I also like kind of grieve that part like that part of me. Like I somewhat miss that part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time because I was more not that I miss being naive but there's some parts where I'm like oh, oh god missing the innocence yeah. yeah there's definitely and I was going to get into this a little bit later but yeah. um, grieving self is like a huge huge thing yeah. and it's oh that's <laughs> <laughs> okay um, it's such a huge thing and it can happen in so many different like ways shapes and forms and I miss so much of like who I always say with like my mom. Like yeah. my mom. There's a distinct before and after. Mm-hmm. Like who I was before that and who I became. Yeah. And there is a piece of innocence and sweetness and mm-hmm. and all of the kindness and whatever that is just never gonna be the same. Never. And I think for a long time I was really angry about that. Were you angry? Do you think that you were angry at any point about losing that part of yourself? I don't think I was. No? I don't think I was angry about losing that part of myself because I think I was just so focused on like healing. Healing. See, that's huge because yeah. I definitely did anger first. I was <laughs> so focused on like healing and when I finally came to a point where like I confronted him. Yes, that's why I had the closure. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Confronted him and like I was so like evolved at that point. Like Yeah, you wow. <laughs> that was wild. I'm so oh, okay. Sorry again. Yeah. When I got that when I got that closure, I was like very confident in myself and I knew who the fuck I was. You handled and it I, in a way I that was like, so light years beyond like how I could have ever handled it. So Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. I, well I do know how it's because the work I put in. But yeah. 
uh, it was almost like I was so like evolved and like he just like stayed where he was where I was just like even before like exchanging words to each other I was just like wow now mind you this is two years later yeah which is fucking wild where like I like spoke to him like here, here and there you saw between, him like once or twice saw yeah. him once um but those were at points where, like, it was still, like, that process. Yeah. So, like, the old me and the new me were, like, in between. Hang away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I, like, I was just, like, you're wearing the same clothes since high school. You mm-hmm. were, like, you, you, I'm just at a different energy level than you now. Yeah. Like, we're no longer here. Like, you're here and I'm up here. Yeah, and that's not like, like, you know, like a, not like a. I'm better. That's like a. Yeah. I've evolved. And yeah. I've grown past where yeah. you are comfortable being at. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna choose to be happy. You mm-hmm. can keep choosing to be miserable, and I'm gonna yeah. go enjoy my life now. I love that you said choose happy. Thank you. Choose happy. It's because it is. It's a fucking choice. It's it a deliberate, a deliberate thing that you have to do. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Every day. And choose to be happy. And despite of what I've been through, I'm just going to keep choosing to be happy because yeah. I don't want to be fucking miserable. So, good. More power to you. And, like, especially because of everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's so hard. But I also, do you think... Hmm. I was going to say, do you think that... younger you would have been able to understand like the choice of happy does that make sense i think so um <laughs> i don't know if that makes sense <laughs> i don't think i don't think so no right because no. i don't think younger me would have either no. at all no. um but i i have realized that i think my mom just existing in our world, like after losing Noelle, I think that she, without knowing even, taught us how to choose happy. Do you think that you like grieved that relationship before or after you got that closure? I think I grieved that relationship before the closure. That's what I thought too. I completely grieved it. I went through every single stage of it. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally, like, got that closure, it was, like, okay, acceptance. Yeah. Um, do you think that, do you think that, I don't know, I hate, I hate, like, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with the word closure. Yeah, I think, because I think it's circumstantial. I think it is, too. And I, I like think. you're not supposed to get closure in every relationship or every situation and I also think that people automatically assume that getting closure is going to magically make you feel some sort of way and like I guess maybe in some circumstances it can but I feel like in most it doesn't really it just kind of like oh well fuck this like that's that's the most you get from it kind of in a way yeah at least in my experience I don't know Uh um I found that with relationships, I've grieved because, I mean, you know, I've lost a lot of friends in the last few years, not yeah. to death, that I have chosen yeah. to just not have in my life. Yeah. And even though I made those choices, I still definitely grieve those relationships. Yeah. 
Um, but I've definitely found closure in myself that I know I'll never get from any of them. Yeah. So, growth, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> definitely growth. Um, how about um, your best friend, your former best friend? Um, how did that, like, affect you? Because I don't, I do kind of remember what happened, but I also, like, don't entirely remember what happened that was the catalyst. So, maybe very angry. Yeah. I was very angry. Yeah. But wait, can you, without, like, too much specification, remind me what happened? So what happened was she was getting married. Um, okay. And we always knew I was supposed to be the maid of honor. Yes. And... Yeah, she asked me to be my mother. Okay. Yeah. Then one day she just she texted me. This is when she was living across the country at this point. Mm-hmm. She texted me, um, asking me like how, because I was in the middle of school and like whatever. Um, she basically made a decision for me that I wasn't equipped to handle the duties of maid of honor. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't. When I cut her off, it wasn't because, like, oh, fuck you. You took I'm that not. From yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Like, it was more like you made a decision for me. Without and, even considering. Yeah, without yeah. even considering and, like. Or talking to me. Or, yeah, not even, like, having a conversation with me. Like, you decide, you made a decision for me. Yeah. And that's where I was like, oh, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, I make decisions for me. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, a very big part of myself that's, like, don't tell me who I am. Don't tell me how to think. Don't make decisions for me. Like, I know what I'm capable of. Like, fuck off. Yeah. 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 I get that. Like, and even it's, like, oh, well, you might feel, like, what if you feel this? It's, like, well, I'm in charge of my own feelings. Yeah. That's my responsibility. Nobody else is responsible yeah. for my like, feelings. Yeah, like, I'm in I'm responsible for it, and if this is bleeding down, whatever, yeah. that's that's up to me. Yeah, that's my choice that I'm putting myself into. Mm-hmm. So like, don't. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that she did that, and she also like wouldn't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And oh, I remember. Yeah. Because you just like wanted space. I wanted for a space, while. and she wasn't respecting the space. Yeah. And like, I'm the type of person that's like if you keep like going at me the more insistent yeah Yeah. the more you're like you're pushing me away yeah more yeah and she just kept insisting and like you need to fuck off (laughs) like you need to leave me alone now um and then after that I was just very angry yeah but I also think because it was during the time of like my healing and my growing during that other situation yeah I feel like I was also putting that displaced anger into that situation. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I was definitely doing that. Okay. Uh-huh. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very self-aware you are. Yeah. Yeah, Sounded but it's... like Yoda when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but being so self-aware comes with a price because it's like, yeah, I'm aware of all these things. And I'm just like... Now what do I do? <laughs> yeah, what do I do with it? What do I do yeah, with yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You've also like very much evolved in the sense that I feel like you used to not really be able to talk about feelings and talk yeah. about any of it. And I think it's because of like what you went through when your parents were separating and all that. Yes. And I feel like you 
didn't think you could talk about things. No, I and I feel like now, because of all the work you put in, it's been kind of amazing to see like how the emotional growth, but also the communication that yeah. you are able to partake in now. I feel like a few years ago, you never would have been able to sit here and like talk about no, any of this, really. I completely just shut down. Yeah. So, oh bravo. Goodness. Good job. <laughs> good job on the growth. Good job. Um, <laughs> um, is, do you, uh, do you miss either one of them right now, like at this place in your life? Yeah, I don't miss, there's only one out of all of the relationships that I've, whether that's like, you know, dating or friends or whatever, yeah. there's only one person that I miss. And that, the, that relationship ending was my fault. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I miss one, but the rest of them were all kind of situations where it was like, Either you were making decisions for me, mm -hmm. or I just couldn't trust you anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think both were like, you just showed me who you were all along. Yep. Yes. Why am I going to miss that? That's exactly how I feel, actually, yeah. about a lot of it. Because it's like, oh, now I know. I didn't know. Now yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, um, <laughs> next major topic of conversation. Um, the grievous self we kind of touched on a little bit before. Um, but uh, you and I both have autoimmune issues. Um, a year ago today, I was. Uh, is it a year ago? Almost. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, diagnosed. Wow. Yeah. Happy uh, Annie. <laughs> yeah, happy Annie. <laughs> um, well, that's wild. Um, so yeah, I guess talk about that, I guess, so a little bit. About a year ago, like this month, I don't know if it was necessarily today, but a year ago this month, I was diagnosed with uh, Hashimoto's disease. Mm -hmm. And if anyone does who doesn't know what Hashimoto's is, it's an autoimmune disease that attacks uh, the thyroid. Um, and it makes you very, very tired. Yeah. Uh, waves of anxiety and depression hit at mm -hmm. almost any moment without warning. It's more, I've always been an anxious person. It's more the depression that I feel. Mm -hmm. I've never really felt depression. Okay. Um, until this. Um, mm -hmm. I know there's hair loss involved. Um, it's basically any. It, it controls all of your hormones, and it's like my knee could be hurting, and that could be because of my thyroid. Yeah. Um, so since I've been diagnosed, um, I don't, I'm not on medication because mm. doctors have said to me from my previous lab work that my levels aren't high enough to be on medication. It's like, oh, well, I still feel like crap. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Um, and when I guess I have like a I guess a flare-up, mm -hmm. um, the tiredness just like completely overcomes me and yeah. it's like I'm so tired that like I can't like go to sleep mm -hmm. or like I just, it's like I need to take a nap right now. Yeah. Um, 
And of course, like now it's been like in the middle of my work day where I just completely crash. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much what Hashimoto's is. Yeah, Hashimoto. Hashimoto. Um, and I know you and I have talked about before because I have, we don't know what the hell is wrong with me, but I have yeah. inflammation issues that have been a problem for a long time. And, yeah. um, I know personally, I went through a lot of anger with my body. Yeah. Um, and my stuff flared up after I had Ari. Yeah. So it was like, I was fine. And then I had my baby who was supposed to like make my life so happy and dreamy. And then she hated the world. <laughs> she made me hate she the world. Really did. She hated the world. And then on top of it, five months into being a new mom, I got these bone spurs that were like, Literally, if anything hit it, it felt like electricity was shooting through my body. Yeah. And I have been on, and I mean, not so much now. I'm pretty much at peace with most of it. But um, have you grieved your body in any capacity? Absolutely. I'm still grieving my body because, yeah. as you know, I danced for years. That was my major and yeah. that was everything. Dancing um, since you were the idiot, idiot. Very, very little. Uh, and. You know, it, it was before I got diagnosed with that that I that I was that I retired from dance. Yeah. But now it's like, oh, I probably can't dance like that because like my joints, because mm -hmm. of what I'm feeling. Like I would not my body can't yeah, handle that. And yeah. I actually just recently uh discontinued my gym membership mm -hmm. because my body just can't handle high impact yeah. like that anymore. Um, so I'm definitely actively grieving my body and kind of like resenting my body a little bit. It's wild, right? Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, I used to be able to do that, now I can't because mm -hmm. I just feel like crap. Yep. Like I don't have the energy to keep up with dance or keep up with working out like I was. Yeah. So, and being active and especially dance is like therapy for me. It's what got me through a lot. Um, of what I went through, and even after mechanism so, number yeah, two, yeah, um, working out that was like being active, just shutting off the world, having my headphones, yeah. Now that's not like I don't have my do you ever dance just like for fun at all anymore, or not really, or move your body like that at all, not really. Oh. When I'm like out and drunk, you know, I'll start doing plies, but you know, I start doing ballet a little bit, but yeah, no, yeah, like maybe sometimes I'll just like do like a little pirouette here and there, but yeah, to put on music and dance, it's been a while. Yeah, I have dance friends that you know, like own like studios, just lumping into my chair. Uh, that like I have like moved around with them and dance, but mm -hmm. it's not like an overtime like thing. Yeah. yeah. So crazy. Yeah. You did like dance was such a huge part of your life. Such a so huge part of my life. Yeah. But also like destroyed me. <laughs> well, cheering destroyed my body. Yeah. And I miss it all the time. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Wild because the things that like fucking physically hurt us the most are some of the things we yeah. hate the most. But I also so like the dance world kind of made me hate dance. Not hate dance, but you know, there's just something about uh, it did dance had a lot of uh, ripple effects. Like I had 
this market for a while. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because there's just something about, you know, standing in a mirror all day, being in leotard and tights, yeah. being told, oh, you could be better. Yeah. Kind of does something to you. I'm <laughs> fucking like, sure. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, you could be better. You could be like, better. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, is it yeah. that enoughness that we all struggle with naturally? Yeah. Like, enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hmm. Did you ever deal with, like, eating disorder stuff? Not really. I okay. never. It was more. I didn't think so, but I no. wasn't sure. It was more of like just the body dysmorphia. Yeah. Um, which like every now and then I'm just like I'll like look in the mirror and I'm like, should I really look like that? Yeah. This could be better, but I haven't felt that in a while, which is which is very relieving. But I've never had an eating disorder. That's good. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Um, I'm trying to, how do you think being in that world otherwise affected you? Like, do you think the competitiveness of it was too much? Do you think that? Just did you feel like you were being compared to everybody else's body? Like, oh, that would you? Yeah. Um, especially collegiate dance, um, because I was told that I was more of a stability dancer than mobility because I did not have like long legs and my legs are a little bit chunkier. Okay. Uh, most dancers. And you were not. You were even thinner then. Yeah. Like, I always, like, had, like, my legs were always, like, kind of bigger than You're the Yeah. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm 5'4", yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I have an, I have an Italian body. I didn't get blessed with the Duval side of my family. Yeah. Or they're tall and lanky. I got, I got the Master Handle side. We're yeah. a little stubbier. We're a little curvier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of, like, told that. that yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. The, um. So, and it was more of like, cancers are bitches. Are they? <laughs> they are bitches. And out of my collegiate dance, at least when I went away for college, there is now one dance major that I am still friends with. Oh, wow. Um, when I was at CCM, I'm still friends with most of them to this yeah. day. I'm actually closer to them than I, I don't, there's one. That's crazy. From that, and she's like in the same wavelength as me of just like, yeah, fuck everyone else. <laughs> like, crazy. Uh-huh. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like I never felt like I could be like better than any other dancer. Like I was always like in the mindset of, we're all learning here. Yeah. We're all learning. Yeah. Um, it did definitely gave me like a competitive arc. Like I am a competitive person, but never where I was like, oh, I'm like yeah yeah grieving self grieving body do you think that there's any other types that we've talked about before of grief that i'm not thinking such um, right now oh i have a good one. Oh, okay um when you and your ex broke up 
Did you grieve the future you imagined you'd have? At one point I did, yeah. Yeah. I think in the very beginning because I always like thought he, I, the person I had up with, and yeah. kind of I think we all shaped, yeah. shape would constantly try and make it fit. Mm-hmm. That like I was constantly like worried of like what I was going to do with my life to like fit his like fit our life together. Yeah. Which not healthy. Not <laughs> healthy. Not healthy. Um, and constantly worried about like what he was gonna do and be like, oh well, this is this gonna affect this? And it's like, that's not healthy. Yeah. And where like I said in the beginning, like my whole personality was shaped around this person. Really was. Um, yeah. So, what was the question? I forget. Oh, grieving. Oh, grieving. The life. Yeah. Yeah. The life you imagined. Yeah. I definitely did at one point. Um, and then when I started my my healing process and spiritual spiritual journey, that went away fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, but since because of the situation I was in, um. Where he, you know, was just like kind of like dangling the carrot, leaving me in limbo, but I was also choosing to stay in limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, that I was thinking about, oh, well, we're gonna, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine. Yeah. We're gonna end up together. But part of me knew it was, I wasn't going to. Mm-hmm. We weren't going to. Again, it was that comfort. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that went away. <laughs> okay. And because now I realize it's like, oh, he's shitty. <laughs> well, yeah. And yeah. I also don't think, uh, and this is, you know, the case with a lot, at least especially in my own experience, like when you're in a toxic relationship, you don't necessarily realize you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah. Like that's when people ask you, like, why did you stay? Yeah. Like, because I didn't realize how fucked up it was yeah. until I was out of it yeah. and like had hindsight. And looking at it, it's like, oh. Wow. Yeah. Like, like, oh shit, I really turned those red flags green. I yeah. really, I really did. Yeah. I really did. I thought I was in a pretty healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, but like I said before, like I knew it was gonna end mm-hmm. before it ended. Like yeah. years before. I feel like women know. Yeah. And, and we just try so hard to make it work. It was like a we had one fight where uh it was actually when I was graduating Stockton that night. Oh, he really? He fight with me. Yeah. Holy shit. And that's when I, after that fight, that's when I knew, like, we're not making it through. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Hmm. Sure as shit. A year later, year and a half later. Yeah, a year and a half later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I knew. I knew it was going to end. Yeah. Hmm. hmm I had another question in my brain and then I lost it. Um, do you ever think about another timeline in a different <laughs> multiverse? <laughs> All the time. Um, <laughs> about like what that version of you who has not been through any of this, let's say, let's say has still had a perfectly 
normal, yeah. even though normal is, no. is this, really, yeah. is going through this shit. Before but let's trauma. Say, yeah, like a pre-trauma self, do you ever think about? I do, and I think she's, uh, I think she'd be pretty entitled. That's very interesting. I think she'd be pretty entitled. I think she'd be, she'd be a bitch. I think she'd be an entitled bitch because of how my life was before what happened with my parents before all the death. Because my life before that, I basically got anything I wanted. We yeah. went on trips. We went. We did everything. Yeah. So, if before all that, I think I would not be as hardworking and as empathetic. Mm-hmm. I, just, I think maybe a little bit. I think I was because I was always an empathetic person. Yeah. It was always nice, but I think uh, I would have felt more like no, the world like I supposed to be given things. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. That's very, very interesting. Um, so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about like where you're at now and, and your job and how much, like, where you're at? I completely did a 180. Um, I am now working my absolute dream job, working with kids and working with little kiddos. Yeah. As an occupational therapy assistant, working pediatrics. Um, it's my favorite. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. So rewarding. And it feels like it's the right thing. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm building up my bank account. I'm like mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. towards the things I want. And so, uh, Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> this person that is amazing and great and yeah. just being present. Yeah. Yeah. Present is Yeah. <laughs> is wild. Mindful yeah. and present is hard. But yeah. it's so beautiful what it can be. Uh-huh. Um what realizations have you had being in a healthy partnership versus not? Oh man. Uh sorry. Um, It's trippy though, isn't it? It's so trippy. (laughs) Because I haven't even told you this. I tried to put so many red flags on him at first. I remember. (laughs) I remember. I tried so hard. Give him a minute. Like, relax. (laughs) I tried so hard to disrupt it. You did. But I don't think you knew. Yeah, I'm like, like, you're like looking too hard for the flag. You got to just like. I tried really hard. Mm-hmm. Because again, being so addicted to the cortisol. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, nothing can be that. No. Yes. <laughs> this isn't real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Happiness within itself. So huge. So huge. So so huge. Um. Happiness with himself, having confidence and not having it shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually having someone being proud of you and like actually being like an equal. Is it, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. I, I can identify with that uh-huh. very much. Um, yeah. That's like more of like just like an extension. And like a teammate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it's very funny because I'm I'm not gonna say his name, but yeah. uh, my person and I were talking about how I think it's such a mistake for people to put their happiness on their partner, and it's like you have to really and it's not like I don't necessarily believe the whole like you can't love somebody else till you love yourself. Like I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah. Like, but what I do believe is that you're not going to have a healthy balance with somebody if you don't have happiness and some kind of self-worth where you're not willing to become a chameleon for other people. And like for me, and you, maybe you can identify with this. I think you probably can. Um, being the ADHD, like, you know, especially me, I've always been very animated and over the top and yeah. like whatever. I was all very often too much for people. Yeah. Um, and my poor kid has to deal with the same <laughs> thing now. We're like, all right, too much, relax, you know, whatever. And I catch myself a lot because I yeah. don't want her to feel too much. But you know what I mean? I family um, identify. Yeah. So I definitely feel like my Italian family. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emotions, feelings. No, no, no. Who knows? Yeah, we don't do that here. Um, but I feel like because I think that I'm also for the first time in a very healthy relationship, and I have never once felt too much for him. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah, because you. To, you have brought out, she had a confidence, and anybody who's not here, as I'm pointing at Matt behind our camera, uh, he's here with us. Thank you. But, thank you. Um, uh, you had, A, become so confident before you guys met. Yeah. But to watch you start seeing somebody and not change. Yeah. And not meet yourself. Yeah. And not tone any part of yourself yeah, down. Yeah. Was such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because I'm gonna cry. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm hormonal. I'm sorry. Um. But like, was such a beautiful thing because in your previous relationship, I did like him. You know, before all the things happened. Yeah. And like whatever. But he was such like a dark energy. Yeah. Always, like always, 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 always. and you've got this little ray of sunshine over yeah. here that I just adore. Um, but it's it's been such a beautiful thing to see because it's like part of me was a little concerned just that that might happen again that you would be. I was also concerned. That. Yeah, and like to see you just become more yourself. Yeah, and more confident, and yeah. like also to have a dude who's not like shaming your crystals and your tarot cards is dope. I think it's a bravo. He has. I love it. Like, but um, <laughs> to rein it in a little, um, if you this is you know one of my things I always end everything with is. If you could go back and talk to that 14-year-old kid, what would you tell her? This is going to make me cry. Sorry. Make me cry. Uh. Buckle up. <laughs> um, buckle up. You're, you're 
a lot's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you are going to be just fine. <laughs> you are going to. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. I can't look at you. I'm gonna look at the door. Um, um, I'm gonna tell her you are going to be absolutely okay. Um, you're gonna lose a lot of people. You're gonna gain a lot of people. Yeah. And you're gonna have some beautiful people into your life that are in your circle now. And you're going to be just fine. Just hang in there and keep being your beautiful self. Yeah. That was beautiful. Thanks. I was just thinking about 14 year old. And you're going to be very funny. <laughs> you're going to be very funny. And also, you're going to end up being a person who cries or who laughs when people die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, with the LME. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that needs some explanation. Yeah. Uh, the dark humor or the side effect, I think, of so much loss mm -hmm. and, and, and grief has been for us that we laugh at inappropriate times. That's so bad. So uh, that's definitely been an interesting, yeah. interesting journey. But yeah, I'm just but thinking. it's like laughing at that smile. It's just like yeah, that's so cool. Um, Oh, I'm proud of you, kid. Hey. Yeah, dude. Thank you for coming and 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 divulging your soul. I appreciate it. Thanks um, for having me. Anytime. I'm um, really bad with like talking about myself. No, you did great. I think you've been doing a really good job. Um, is there anything else you want to throw in? I feel like if anyone's listening who has gone through grief, is grieving any type of situation, dead, living, self, validate everything you're feeling. Oh, yeah. Validate it because you can't get over it. You need to go through it. Oh, get to reach. Yeah. Get <laughs> to the other side. Don't numb it. I don't want to preach like that. Like, I'm not trying to sound like I'm preaching. Like, no, but it, like, it's truly, though, no, like, the best way to get over it is to get through it and to validate everything you're feeling because yep. that's what's going to save you. Absolutely. Oh, that was good. That was a good one. Good little <laughs> nugget of wisdom. I love it. All right. Well, thank you. Thank Do you want to uh, plug your social media at all? Um, I mean, why not? I mean, I live a very boring life. Um, I mostly post pictures of my cat. Um, <laughs> you make funny TikToks sometimes. I do. I don't even know what my TikTok username is. Oh, well, I'll tag it in the um, description. Yeah, Instagram, Rachel underscore Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. And for me. anybody who's still listening, thank you so much for being here. Matt, thanks for being with Peanut Gallery. <laughs> no and uh, I like to uh, end every episode with please remember that this too shall pass. You are not alone. You are enough. It's something I wanted to add. And uh, be extremely kind to others, but be kind to yourself. Thanks for listening. Bye.